This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this cold November the 18th, 2022. Yeah, you had about an inch of snow around the area here overnight. It's a cold one. Gray skies in the Midwest. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Hope you're having a wonderful week getting into the Thanksgiving season next week. Be grateful for what we have in this great country that we live in. All right, hey, these are your top five headlines for this Friday. Let's start off with headline number five. Many employees leave Twitter after Elon Musk's ultimatum. From the Wall Street Journal, a new wave of Twitter employees began posting farewells Thursday after the deadline passed on an ultimatum Elon Musk issued for them to commit to long hours at high-intensity or leave. Many staffers spent the past day weighing their options after waking up Wednesday to an overnight email in which Mr. Musk told them to fill out a form by Thursday 5 p.m. to indicate if they want to remain at the company and are willing to be extremely hardcore. Employees who don't opt in will be given three months of severance. From CNN, Twitter staffers began posting the salute emoji, which has become a signal that someone is exiting the company. But the decision may not be so easy for others. The ultimatum comes during a difficult period for the tech industry following mass layoffs at hiring freeze announcements at many major firms, including Meta, Amazon, Lyft, and others. Employees working in the United States from other countries could also risk losing their work visas if they leave the company. All right, so this is a, this is a cultural generational problem. If you know anybody that owns a business, they're always talking about the millennials and how weak they are, how they don't like to work. They need breaks. They need all these special times off. They just don't have a work ethic like those that grew up in the 60s and 70s and 80s that really had a work ethic that they work hard. And so with these new tech companies like Twitter, I don't know if you've ever seen the inside of that company, how they pampered their employees. They were spending like $400 a day on lunch on average per person. They had all these meditation rooms and places where they could go exercise. I mean, it wasn't really even a very work ethic. It was just like a, some kind of an experiment. And I think it ruined a bunch of uh, young people. And now there's a little wake-up call with Elon Musk telling them, hey, either you work or you're gone, and they don't really have any other options except to uh, maybe go on public assistance, which is not, that's another big issue. And more dependent on government. And this is a real problem with uh, Gen Zs and millennials when it comes to work and productivity. Elon Musk is uh, he's somebody that's uh, 
ticking off the left and really creating a little bit of stir in the tech world. So good for him. I think it's about time we get back to some common sense reality. All right, headline number four. House Oversight and Reform Chair promises to investigate Hunter Biden's business dealings. From Reuters, Republicans said on Thursday that investigating President Joe Biden and his family's business dealings will be their top oversight priority when they formally take power next year. Representative James Comer, a Kentucky Republican who is expected to chair the House Oversight and Reform Committee, told reporters that the panel will investigate bank reports and claims by anonymous whistleblowers that he said show connections between the president and the business activities of his 52-year-old businessman son, Hunter Biden. Benny Johnson, new House Oversight Chair James Comer. I want to be clear, this is an investigation of Joe Biden. Okay, so this, uh, this is going to be the tone for the Republicans coming in. I think these are important investigations. No question about it. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden have been known. It's been exposed through the laptop and through so many different sources that they had special dealings with the Chinese. Illegal, possibly, unethically, most definitely, compromising, very possible. This is the problem. He's a president of the free world. We don't know what his connections are. He may be blackmailed. He may be in a situation that is biased. And this is why they have these separations between government officials and business dealings with foreign countries. It's a national security issue. It's nothing about just bashing the other side. It's getting down to the truth of corruption. And we have to know what, what's their relationship. China is our biggest threat. China is the big elephant in the room. It's not Russia. It's Chinese, folks. Their spying's been going on for years. They're influencing big business and corporations. Their woke culture. A lot of this is Marxist ideology, socialist ideologies. And we need to get to the bottom of it and find out what's going on. And now that the Republicans have the congressional chamber, they have an opportunity to dig deep and find out what's really going on. So let's see. If he's clean, let it come out. If he's corrupt, we need to know about it. All right, headline number three. Biden will look to the Supreme Court to reinstate his student loan cancellation plan. Politico, the Biden administration will ask the Supreme Court to revive its student debt relief program as it fights to reverse lower court rulings that have upended its plans to forgive up to $20,000 of debt for tens of millions of Americans. The Justice Department said in a court filing on Thursday that it planned to ask the Supreme Court to reverse an injunction issued earlier this week by the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals that prohibits the administration from carrying out Student debt relief. Okay, so um, let's see. This is we got a new new Congress. This this is where the purse strings are determined. President does not have the right to pass those kinds of expenses uh, using an executive order. I'm sorry, it's that's not how it works. It's a giveaway program. We're 31 trillion dollars in debt. That's the last thing we can afford to do is to spend more money, giving more money to Ukraine. Spending money that we don't have, this is what's put us in an inflationary situation, and this is why our interest rates are going through the roof. 
and we're facing a recession in 2023 with a possible depression because you have many different forces coming together to create a very serious economic situation. We, we need to stop this uh, excessive spending and printing of money. And this student loan was just a scheme to get votes for, again, for these millennials that are, they don't like to work. They want to just take the free stuff from the government, becoming more and more dependent on the government. Hashtag Marxist ideology, socialism. So this is what we, this is what we have to realize. And spending money like this and reversing loan debt, which is a personal responsibility, is completely out of line. All right, headline number two. Speaker Pelosi will not seek leadership in upcoming Congress. Associated Press, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Thursday that she will not seek a leadership position in the new Congress, making way for a new generation to steer the party after Democrats lost control of the House to Republicans in the midterm elections. The California Democrat, who rose to become the nation's only woman to wield the Speaker's gavel, said she would remain in Congress as a representative from San Francisco, a position she has held for 35 years when new Congress convenes in January. Spencer Brown, Pelosi's announcement on her future means that she won't yet be moving on to other adventures that were reportedly on her radar as a next step. President Joe Biden had been keeping the position of U.S. ambassador to Italy open in the event Pelosi decided to step away from Congress and enjoy not having to deal with lawmakers or being accountable to her constituents, but she apparently won't be taking the post immediately after losing her House majority. Okay, so those of us that are on the other side of the aisle that never really liked Nancy Pelosi, there's an old tune, Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. Some of you may take an issue with that, but this is uh, what a lot of people feel. Nancy Pelosi has been a big tax inspender, a lot of radical things that she's done. you got to give it to her. She's, um, She's got her stuff through. She's been, she's been effective in, in big government programs and taking us to where we are right now with all the far-left radical ideas. She's accomplished, mission accomplished, but uh, it's good to see that she is no longer going to be in a leadership position and that we can see maybe some younger blood coming up, some more moderate Democrats, not these radical leftists, but Gosh, the way the culture's going right now, I'm not sure that's going to happen either. But uh, at least she's not going to be holding the gavel, which has been a big disaster for most of us that believe in smaller government, less regulations, less taxes. Anyway, goodbye, Nancy. Have a nice retirement. Stay low. Stay stress-free. All right, headline number one. North Korea launches another ballistic missile after threatening U.S. for increasing security in the region. From ABC News, North Korea launched a short-range ballistic missile towards its eastern waters Thursday, hours after the North threatened to launch fiercer military responses to the U.S., bolstering its security commitment to its allies South Korea and Japan. It was North Korea's first ballistic missile firing in eight days and the latest in its barrage of tests in recent months. North Korea previously said some of the tests were simulations of nuclear attacks on South Korea and U.S. targets. 
Many experts say North Korea would eventually want to enhance its nuclear capability to wrest bigger concessions from its rivals. All right, so North Korea continues to be a big problem for the world. It's a very isolated communist country, very extreme communist isolated country. The people are starving. It's one of the most failed communist states probably in history. And they're continuing to build up their nuclear arsenal, threatening Japan, building up uh, ballistic missiles that can actually reach the United States. They had one that uh, uh, I heard today that can travel over 9,000 miles, which means they can hit any city in the U.S. And they're completely rogue. They're a rogue country. And it would just even take a mistake could create and trigger a world war. So North Korea is a big problem, needs to be addressed. Donald Trump did try to make some breakthroughs, did make some relationships, and North Korea calmed down and settled their their ballistic missile launches. So this could be another good reason to uh, bring Donald Trump back in 2024 and see if we can't solve the North Korean situation. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Friday. November the 18th, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandermark. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next Monday. God bless you. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandermark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it. 